welcome to another episode of Two Girls Talking About Commitment. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Shanila. And we are here today to talk to you about the Four Horsemen. How exciting. We're going to call ourselves out today. Oh, for sure. So this is another great article by Dr. Gottman off of the Gottman Institute. And it's called The Four Horsemen criticism contempt defensiveness and stonewalling so it's just about relationships again of course and these are kind of like the killers of relationships yeah like the four pillars of what will actually pillars hold your relationship up this is like this is like the four major hits blows yeah i don't know four (laughs) blows to end a relationship yes that's what these are yes um so according to this, my <laughs> relationships should have ended long ago. Oh yeah, they should have. We were reading this and we were both like, wait a minute, I do all of these things. <laughs> these all happen in our relationships. <laughs> so we're going to try and better our relationships. And um, learn from these. And learn from these. And we want to help you do the same. Exactly. Because sometimes you don't know you're doing these things or you don't realize what these things are doing to your relationship. Yeah, that's what it is. I think you don't realize what these things are doing to your mm-hmm. relationship. And apparently they're really bad. Apparently they're really bad. <laughs> <laughs> why is she always saying what I say? I don't know. Why am I always saying what you say? <laughs> okay. okay, so um, did you already say what they were? In the title I did. <laughs> But the, we'll just go each one. Okay, one yeah, one. let's uh, let's start from the top. So the first one is criticism. So um, usually people think they're doing critique or expressing a concern when they criticize somebody, but in reality, you kind of end up sometimes criticizing your partner. Right. So it's more of like an attack on their character, is what it yes. said, rather than just you know critiquing mm-hmm. an action. Right. You're attacking their character. That sounds terrible. Right. Because I think initially the idea is that you're complaining about something. You're kind of like, I really hate it when you do X, Y, Z. Can you please, you know, recognize that that bothers me and Mm -hmm. try to fix it because I would do the same for you. But then it ends up, you, you end up saying something like, you're so freaking selfish. How do you think that this wouldn't hurt or mess something up? And then that's when you start. critiquing somebody when you call them selfish when you say something that yeah that's criticizing right you attack their personality i guess yeah so of course it gives examples Mm -hmm. i'll read the complaint you can read the criticism (laughs) so the complaint is i was scared when you were running late and didn't call me i thought we had agreed that we would do that for each other exactly much nicer softer yeah and they agreed on it in the past exactly so that's something you should do out of respect for your partner Mm -hmm. um the criticism is (laughs) you never think about how your behavior is affecting other people i don't believe you are that forgetful you're just selfish you never think of others you never think of me See how sometimes you might do that? <laughs> yes, I know I do that. That's the problem. <laughs> I don't think I do it like that. I do, I do. I have definitely gotten so mad where I'm like, you're just so fucking selfish. Oh, me too. I'm and like, then, I'll be like, I'm bad. At, I'm so bad. But I'll be like, you're acting like a child. Ooh. Well, and then later like on, you're like, okay, I'm sorry. I was a dick. Man. Do I, you ever apologize later? Oh, yeah. Oh, the other night. Ooh. <laughs> I had to apologize for a long time. <laughs> I was so mean. Are they calling it apologizing now? 
for a long time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> the, the criticism I don't do often, I have to be livid. Because then I'm Same. just like trying to get to your core when I'm that mad. You I, know what I mean? So this is going to sound... Like, I think I'm just so great, but I don't really, like, criticize until we're, like, deep into a fight, That's and then I'm just yeah. like, I'm done trying to be nice, I'm done trying to be reasonable, and I'm going to attack now. Exactly. They have to break you down to a point where you're like, okay, literally, I want you to hear me. So, like, some people scream. I've definitely screamed. Mm-hmm. Some people attack your very person. Yes. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, yes, I'm guilty of doing that. Um, it's not good, but I will say I usually start with like a complaint or a critique. Well, see, that's how I am too. I too yesterday got into a tiff where I calmly tried to say, I've been asking you to do this one thing for a few days. We'll further get into it, but it wasn't so much a criticism that I did. It was one of the other things, but Like a critique. It was like a critique or a complaint. Yeah. I made a complaint and... It ended up into defensiveness, so we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so um, the number two, the second one, is contempt. Ooh. Um, so this is... This is just being flat out mean. Oh, I was trying to read it, and I was like, what the fuck? Okay, so yeah. it's when you're like truly mean. Disrespectful. Uh-huh. When you're disrespectful to your partner, and you ridicule them, mock them. and Call them know, names. Exactly. Mimic them. Use mm-hmm. body language such as eye rolling. <laughs> this oh. apparently is the number one Yeah, this is predictor the, for divorce. This is the worst of the four. I think it's be I think that it's because you lose empathy. I think so too. Right? Because oh, you don't totally. no longer feel bad for your partner, you no longer understand where they're coming from. And you're just kind of like, oh boohoo, your thing's bad. Listen to what I went through. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, and you I start to compete. That, but it is. It's like you've lost empathy, or you're competing mm-hmm. for like whose day was worse, right? Or like their your partner's problems don't matter as much as yours. Or exactly. And it says too that the difference between contempt and criticism is that mm-hmm. criticism is attacking your partner's character, while contempt assumes a position of moral superior superiority. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> over them and so yeah this is just you know your partner thinking that they're better than you or superior over you which is not i mean that's not a healthy spot to be in in a relationship right i have an example yeah so let's pretend you were at the office for 12 hours and you had a really bad day your boss mm-hmm. yelled at you you are being threatened to be demoted your coworkers don't like you, and you just had a really bad day. Mm-hmm. So then you come home and you want to tell your partner, "Oh my God, I had the worst day at work. This is what happened." And before you can even get into it, your partner's like, "Oh, you had a bad day. I was at home with the kids. I had to do seventy-four loads of laundry. The dishes were piled to the moon, and I never even got one time to sit down." Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that's when you start competing and thinking that your day was worse because you went through your own personal day. Whereas your partner had a completely different date, and since you didn't see them or you weren't there, you think it wasn't that bad. Totally. Man, that would be so annoying, too, because it's like, 
you're coming home to like your safe place where mm-hmm. you want to just like be able to chill and relax and you want to vent to your partner about the shitty day you had mm-hmm. like that's the one person you're like oh i can like vent about this i had to keep right. it in all day and then you go and then they're like i don't want to hear about your fucking problems i got my own problems <laughs> I literally and don't give a shit about your day. Like, I would feel just like, oh my god. I would just, hate would boil inside me, I think, a little bit. Be like, Ex- excuse you? I think that's why it becomes the number one predictor for divorce, because you no longer feel safe with your partner. Yeah, or like, you can t- like you don't want to share things with mm-hmm. them or talk to them anymore. You lose communication, you're out. <gasps> I have a question. Yeah. Okay, so you just said you no longer can communicate with them, right? Yeah. So let's pretend you have a friend. Your partner is aware of this friend, but they don't realize how close you are. So since you can't vent to your partner anymore, you go to this friend and you vent to them. You text with them. You Mm -hmm. talk to them. Not necessarily about your relationship, but just like about life and your frustrations and you're kind of like letting things out to them. Yeah. And you don't tell your partner you do that. Let's say that your partner finds out you are doing that. Would you feel like they were in the right to be upset? Did that make sense? Yeah. Is the friend that you're venting to same sex or not? Not. Then, yeah, your partner has the right to be upset. I agree. But what if, like, let's say me. I had all guy friends, and I'm closer to my guy friends than I am to my girlfriends. Yeah. So then I start texting with my guy friends. I'm like, oh, work has been terrible, blah, 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 and I'm venting to him. Mm -hmm. And then my boyfriend finds out I'm doing that. And I'm just like, he's my friend. There's nothing going on there. No big deal. Do you think that it'd be okay for him to be mad? Do you think that's okay? I think it's okay for him to be, like, worried or concerned. But I also think if your partner has been the one that's been, like, shutting you down and not letting you communicate, then it's also not just your fault. It's, like, his fault. Like, everyone's in the wrong Yeah, like, you can't... Yeah, you can only try and try and try so hard. Right. But I think... You know, if this if this were you, your guys, you guys, I think then you should go to your boyfriend first and be like, look, I'm when I am trying to tell you about my shitty day, mm-hmm. like I want to hear about yours too, but let me have like thirty minutes or an hour, and yeah. then and just focus Damn, an on hour, me. You bad day. No, <laughs> well, I mean like you know. No, I know what you mean. And focus on me, and then we'll turn it around, and you can tell me about your shitty day, right? And we'll focus on you, and then we can help each other, like make it better. But when you just shut me down, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you about my good days or my bad days. And I want to go talk to someone that is well, going listen. to listen. Oh, my God. You know what that leads to? Hmm. A shoulder to cry on? That's what I'm saying. It's a pussy to ride on. So oh, my God. I wouldn't want my boyfriend to be doing that, yeah. you know? And so I want to be the one, like, that they want to keep coming to. It means I would have to watch how... I receive them. I receive that, Yeah. And want them to know, like, no, you can come to me and talk to me. And if you have a problem, I'm not going to make it seem like mine was worse. Yeah. But sometimes I might have not not a worse problem, but maybe I do have a problem that if I bring it up first, yeah. then you also need to know how to handle it. It's like um, it's like when children get to go around in the circle and tell a story. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's how your life should be. Because everybody has their stories to tell. So it's like, it doesn't have to be a competition. Right. You're just telling your your story yeah i try so hard to not do this one because i know that everybody has bad days and everybody goes through some shit yeah but there have been times where like my boyfriend will vent and vent and vent about his day and then he'll be done 
and then we move on to something else and i'm like excuse me excuse me i didn't get a turn right like oh, hello it's my turn now <laughs> i'd like to go this time can yeah. i go yeah that's i i feel you there i and i just know like in my relationship i am just i feel like i'm just better at dealing with things <laughs> dealing with things on my own you're also so chill that, so that's probably yeah, part of it I don't know. It's like yeah chill. and i'm very chill like I just don't really let things bother me too much, but I know that's not always the same for everybody else. And so my boyfriend, you know, he like feels things more, like yeah. he gets affected by things more. So he, it's oh, usually man, him. Yeah. It's usually mm-hmm. him that's like having a bad day or something. So I really don't have a bunch to say, but when I am having a bad day, yeah. I expect him to be like, oh shit, like yeah. she needs me to listen and help or talk or whatever for and he's, sure he, he's good at that but i think that's the important thing mm-hmm. but i wouldn't want him going to someone else to talk without at least trying to fix it with me first i think that if your partner is like everything always sucks all the time it can wear down on you a little oh, bit i think so too because i've definitely had to have those conversations where i'm like I don't want to be frustrated with you, but I do feel like you're being awfully negative about No, same. I, mean, I so agree. I think that that's where sometimes maybe that comes in for some people where they're just like, I can't fucking take it anymore. And they just don't know how to communicate that. Yeah. But I think that you should always have open arms for your partner and they should always have open arms for you. And communicating and being open about that is like going to be your best bet. Because if you just start closing off and not telling them stuff or going to somebody else... That's going to create bigger problems for you down the line. Yeah, it's definitely going to create bigger problems. So try, if you feel like this might be something happening in your relationship or you are talking to someone else about all your problems, Mm -hmm. I would recommend non-professionally go to your partner (laughs) and um, talk to them about like what's really going on, how you're feeling, why you aren't talking to them more and you know, like what kind of brought you to this point and, and then work together on fixing it and hopefully they'll be open-minded to it as well yeah i think that this can be the number one problem because people aren't willing to try to backtrack do you know what i'm saying like Like, they they get so far brush it under the rug Mm. move forward yeah oh my god because once you start brushing enough things under the rug you're gonna have that one big fight where everything comes out and you're like whoa 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 yeah. you were mad that exactly. i didn't do the dishes 10 years ago exactly <laughs> so no. you have to be really careful with what because i know that picking and choosing your battles is important in a relationship yeah very much but you have to really really know what's important to you personally yeah. i would say like in this relationship communication has been better than in any other relationship i've been in in the That's sense good. that like we don't hold things back but mm-hmm. we just kind of get everything out right there because we don't want to like brush things under the rug and then right. them to come out later. And that took me a while to get there because I was definitely like just I'm chill, you know, being too chill. Right. Like, uh, it's whatever. Because <laughs> you don't want to be that Brushed girlfriend who's right. like bitching about everything. Right. But then you're so like, wait, like, that really bothered me. Right. And then everything like exploded, you mm-hmm. know, and then the problem had to be fixed. There so. you go. You just need one good explosion. <laughs> there was a good explosion and then the problem got fixed. And now I now I talk. There you go. Yeah. There you but go. I also think it's all, like you said, it's important. Pick your battles. You know, the petty stuff, sweep that under the rug and then like let it just go away because it will. Yeah. If it's petty, it's going to go away. And some things, like some of the petty stuff, I see if it happens again. You know what I mean? Right. Like if it's yeah. something that's kind of annoying, I wait and I see is this is it a ongoing? pattern? Yeah. I try to say something in a kind way, but then what gets me is when they say give me an example 
Oh boy. <laughs> and I have got. And then you pull list. out your receipts. You pull your receipts out and you're like, in 2016, you did blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, why are you bringing up old shit? I'm sorry, bitch. You said. You just, you just told said. me to give you examples. I love that. I, you know, that shit drives I don't me think crazy. it's a bad idea. I think it's like, if there's something petty, mm-hmm. and I'm all, I haven't done it for a while. I said this a couple episodes ago, so that's it's been a couple weeks, but I'm all about journaling. And like, you know, I think that actually really helps. <laughs> I need to start doing it again. How hilarious. You pull out your journal. That's also a good way to keep track of your petty shit. So then when they're like, um, give me an example, you'd be like, oh, hold on. Flipping through your pages here. Um, back on this day, I journaled that I was bothered by um, yes. this thing that you did. And I decided to keep it to myself. I noticed but you now, had 46 texts with Sarah. And I wasn't happy about that. But I didn't say anything. And now... You're still talking to her, and um, yeah. So I mean, just, I feel you. I guess you have ammo if you're gonna go for it. I mean, yeah. If you're gonna exactly, if you're gonna choose the battle, make sure you can go all in, oh, and yeah. it is worth your time. Yeah, one hundred percent. I totally. You don't want to get halfway through and realize you're the <laughs> asshole and be like, yeah. "Huh? How do I pull back now?" <laughs> because uh, I've definitely been there too, the and been like. Do I just cry <laughs> or like, where do I go from here? What do I even do? I do I just up. like storm off and then come back and be like, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, no, that's kind of what happened to me the other night. I was like, you I, I was like, yeah, realized later, um, this wasn't that big of a deal. And um, <laughs> I'm not gonna say I was wrong, but I will say I may have overreacted. Exactly, exactly. That happened. All so right, anyways, so that is <laughs> don't have contempt for your partner because that will tear your relationship down. Yeah, hopefully we explain that well enough to <laughs> how you know how terrible it can be. All right, so the next one is defensiveness. My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> your favorite one to do? Yeah, I do this one. Mine's number four. Lot. We'll get to it. Yeah, so defensiveness is just. Like it says, responding defensively um, or reverse blaming in an attempt to make it the other person's fault. That is frustrating as I'll get out in my opinion. Yeah, this, whenever it said, when we feel unjustly ex- accused, we fish for excuses and play the innocent victim so that our partner will back off. Just take responsibility for what you did. Nobody's going to be upset with you. It's just like the the more honest you are and the more open you are about what happened, the better off you'll be. Now, I'm not saying that I'm never defensive, but you know, I try. I try to be like, okay, I fucked up. Let me try to fix it. Right. But uh, <clears throat> I think taking responsibility, obviously, that can be hard, mm-hmm. especially if you were in the wrong. Obviously, you're going to be like, oh, well, shit. I really fucked up and big or small. But yeah, being defensive, that's one thing. Like, I also think that just makes you. It just makes the situation worse if you're defensive because it also seems to me at that point like you're not really willing to discuss it or talk about it yes. in like a mature, calm. calm manner, like to move forward. Exactly. It's like I'm not trying to point out that you've faulted or that you did something wrong. I'm just trying to get to the solution. Tell me your plan. Exactly. Like yeah. if I asked you to do something, 
and you didn't do it or it didn't go how you wanted it to, tell me what the plan is to fix it. That's exactly. all I'm really trying tell to get at. Tell me the plan. At. I don't need your excuses. I don't need yeah. to. Like, exactly, though. Tell me the plan on how we're going to fix this if, you know, if we're going to try and move forward from this. But what bothers me even more than just being defensive mm-hmm. is the reverse blaming. When I bring a situation to you that I'm upset about, do not turn it around and be like, well, that one time, blah, blah, uh-uh. uh-uh. We are talking are... about me right now. Mm-hmm. Talking you can... about you and what you just fucked up on. Yeah. You can bring that up later. Yeah. You you swept that under the rug or we have dealt with that in the past already. It's, this is your time to shine. That's not how... Mine. That... <laughs> That's, that's how you get explosions. Don't do that. Okay. You want to play the scenario? Yeah, let's do it. You, to... you do the question. Okay. Did you call Betty and Ralph to let them know that we're not coming tonight as you promised this morning? I was just too darn busy today. As a matter of fact, you know how busy my schedule's been. Why didn't you just do it? <sighs> Excuse me? Um, That was a very dis- defensive response. Exactly. And you reverse blamed exactly. an attempt to make... It my fault. Mm-hmm. So a better way to handle that would be like, fuck, I totally forgot to call Betty and Ralph. I'm really it says, sorry. It's not fuck. I think you misread. <laughs> oh, I was actually just saying it. <laughs> so <laughs> oops, I oops, I forgot. I should have asked you to do it this morning because I knew I'd be busy. That's my fault. Let me call them right now. That is a calm, collected, normal response. And then something. I would just be like, okay, no big deal. No big deal. Thanks, either way, they're gonna, calling. Yeah, either way, they're going to figure out we're not coming. Yeah. You know what I mean? Doesn't have to be a big problem. But when you get defensive mm-hmm. and use that defensive response, you just started a fight. Boom. There's the rest of your night. <laughs> night you definitely not going anywhere now. Yeah. And that busy day you just had, it's about to get busier. Yeah. In all the worst ways. But... I definitely have gotten defensive in in, in an unhealthy way. So I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people have probably done this. Oh, yeah. And you don't realize you're doing it. So it's just, it's hard to admit to being wrong sometimes. Right. And this says, too, um, defensiveness will only escalate the conflict if the critical spouse, so the person that, you know, <laughs> was like, hey, did you call? If that person doesn't back down or apologize, that's like where the fight starts. It's like, no, I didn't call. You know how busy I was. And then, yeah. oh, that that other person is going to come at you with, I don't know, some contempt or something. Yeah. Um, you imbecile. How did oh you not call? Oh, my God. Don't call your partner an imbecile, Kelsey. That's rude. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, I will give an example. This This podcast is about being honest about relationships. Yes. And we all have arguments. We all have tiffs. So I will give an example of what happened to me. I'm sure I have one too. So yesterday, we were supposed to... Actually, it was yesterday the 10th. I don't know. We were supposed to have our 30-day walkthrough because we just bought the house. And they come um, after 30 days to make sure nothing's breaking. They come fix stuff if they need to. Blah, blah, blah. Well, nobody has contacted us. So I asked my boyfriend, did you call them? And he said... Yeah, I called. No one was there. And I said, okay, well, did you talk to somebody? And he said, yeah, I talked to someone in the office. And I said, okay, did you leave, like, your name, your number, and ask, can they call me back later? And he just went, no, obviously, I didn't do that. Oh. And got upset with me. And I was like, I 
just was asking a question and I just want to know what your plan is. And he got really upset and I feel like he got defensive. That sounds like he got defensive. He might beg to differ. I don't mean to put him on blast, but like that's just one of my examples. It's like yeah. maybe I was nagging because I've been asking about it for the last few days. But I feel like it, to me, I felt like it was an important thing. Yeah. So I, I just wanted it to get done. I think that he could have just been like, I'm going to call him back tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, no, I didn't do that, but I will. Yeah. So it ended up being bigger than it needed to be. Yeah. Because then I got really upset. I got over upset. And then, you know, we ended up being upset with each other. And then he was about to go to work. So that's when it sucks. Because now he's going to go to work and be upset. Yeah. (sighs) No, that's frustrating for sure. Yeah, that's hard because, like, I probably would have done the same thing. Like, what am I trying to say? When you're, like, putting him down, you're not saying yeah, it to you're him not, in, like, a negative way. Right, like, you well, just want to know call, what's going to happen. Did you leave a message? Did, like, you know, yeah. you're just, like, asking, like, yeah. well, you know, did you leave a contact so they'll call us back? Or... Yeah, sometimes my tone doesn't come off that way, though. Right, so, <laughs> so and that could, like, maybe the tone was off. Maybe, maybe it sounded more like, accusatory. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it happens, but, you know. That's just, that's the thing though. It's like, you could, you all have to just, we all have to learn to just communicate and not get defensive. And don't blame. And not blame. You know what he does though? That is really awesome. Hmm. So obviously we were very upset with each other. I was supposed to take him to work. We ended up not doing that. And he was just like, okay, love you. Bye. And just left. Mm -hmm. And two seconds later, he came back in the house and tried to give me a hug and say, I love you. And you know what I mean? Yeah, tried like, to be really sweet. Good. Yeah, I didn't accept that. <laughs> <laughs> so were you, um, is that stonewalling? Is that old? No, I didn't stonewall him. I think it was maybe um, a little bit of criticism because, okay. I, because I ended up still being upset and being yeah. like, things always have to be on your terms. And we have to talk about things on your terms and mm-hmm. your time and when you're ready. And, you know, right. I just feel like it could have gone a lot better. So, you know, guys... That's a real life example. Yeah. Learn from me. Don't do that. This is a real life relationship. Except the olive branch. Also, for sure. I've. Do you I've know how hard that. it is to accept the olive branch it's when you're hard. pissed? It is so hard, but it's also. It's hard to give the olive branch. It is. It's hard to give it. So that's the other thing. Like that was hard for him. It probably was because he was probably pissed. Yeah. So accept the olive branch. Give I should have accepted the olive it. branch. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that goes both ways in your relationship and you're not the only one always accepting it and giving it <laughs> oh my god yeah 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 things should be i mean like 50 50 60 40 even yeah 60 just 40 like is make like sure thing. yeah just make sure you're not like 80 20 yeah because then that means you're trying harder mm-hmm. so the fourth one that we have is stonewalling and again usually a response to contempt this is when the listener withdraws from the interaction or shuts down doesn't respond to their partner is this like if you're talking to me about something and i'm just not interested so i like shut down or like no it's talking to me about like something serious Mm -hmm. and you just pretend like you're not listening okay you completely ignore them so we're having a discussion Mm -hmm. and you just shut down in the middle and start doing something else okay so no i think i think it would be if you're already kind of like in 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 an argument okay this used to be me, 100%, the only way I knew how to handle things. You just stopped. I would just be like, mm, okay, okay, okay. Oh my God, yes, that, that is was me. so annoying. That's, like, 
where you're like, I just want do Mm -hmm. yell anything. I would just, okay. Yep. And just totally like not even listening anymore. Not hearing what you're saying. Don't care at all. Mm -hmm. Not going to conversate with you. Not going to try and fix the problem right now. Just okay. Oh man. Yes. That is a really good example of stonewalling. (laughs) Um, But then, you know, like obviously that didn't, you know, wasn't good yeah. for our relationship. Of course, of course. And so now I've learned to not do that. I think the better thing to do is just like take a break. Yeah, and that's like what it suggests it seems like is just walk away. No, like if you're not responding anymore, if you're if you've shut down, you're not even listening, just interrupt and be like, Yeah, I'm not listening. Like I can't do this right now. I need yeah. I need twenty minutes. I need <gasps> Or have you ever done it where you get so mad your body your body like literally starts tingling? Do you ever get that mad? I don't know. Oh my Probably. god. Probably. I'm sh- yeah. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> if I get that mad, I would just be like I need to stop. Otherwise, I'm going to start screaming. Or... Yeah, you can like feel the build up. Right. Yeah. It's like it's like trying to keep pouring water in a plant and the plant is like okay you're literally drowning me now i can't take it in anymore uh-huh. so yeah. i think that when you get to that point it's like kelsey said it's better to just ask for a pause and mm-hmm. take 20 minutes to yourself go for a drive do something yeah. that's going to make you feel better and i think too i have a lot of feelings about this i think that, <laughs> here we go that during a time when you and your partner are not fighting, this is like something you need to discuss. Like, hey, this is how I handle things. I need to just have mm-hmm. a break. I need a break. 20 minutes. If I ever ask for that during a fight, it's to try and help us and to prevent a bigger arguments because I don't want to say anything mean. I don't want to. Right. Like, no contempt. No That's very smart. criticism. I'm trying to avoid that. And so, you know, give me and I'm trying to avoid stonewalling and defensive. I'm trying to avoid all these horsemen. Let mm-hmm. me just like run away for 20 minutes. Oh man, that's actually really smart. Me and my boyfriend used to do that as well because we, um, I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but in the first two years of our, our relationship, we weren't that great at fighting. Mm-hmm. Of course, everything gets better over time. Right. But we would start doing that where when we were calm, we'd maybe bring up something that wasn't too sensitive and be like, this is how I react. This is how I like things to be. Yeah. You know what Maybe I mean? Like, like learning each other in the mm-hmm. first few years, you know, um, that works best for me. Like I just, sometimes I just want to break. That's, that's how I work. My mm-hmm. boyfriend on the other hand is the opposite. Like he wants to just like fix it, fix it right here, right now. <laughs> and I can't always do that. So yeah. we've, we've gotten better. Like, yeah. um, he's learned, like, if I say, I just need to go take a break for a second, I'll come back. Yeah. We'll talk about it. So it's, it's gotten better. But at first, like, I would just try and, like, straight up ignore him because I'd be like, I don't <laughs> I can't talk. do it anymore. I wouldn't even say anything. Like, I don't want to talk anymore. And, like, it, it was over text or whatever. And then just, like, not respond. Not respond. Like, just ignore. And oh then he'd God. get more fired up because now I'm ignoring him. But we've we've figured that out. So yeah. That's I'm good. for sure probably more like your boyfriend. And you're more like mine. Yes. Because yes. my boyfriend is very, like does not respond to mm-hmm. anger, does not respond to like yelling, does not right. respond to That's hot I mean. emotion. You know what I mean? So and he will you like close and off. My boyfriend have. Mm-hmm. You guys are just oh my god lots of emotions. One time we got into a big fight and I way back when when I didn't know how to handle things, I would try to leave. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I'm fucking leaving. I'm not coming back. Fuck you. You know what I mean? Just get really upset. Uh-huh. And he would just kind of be standing there like 
what is even happening? Oh, yeah. This is over I can blah, feel blah, that blah. for him. It, it puts us in like shock and we're just like, yeah. Uh. Yeah. One time I was like, you can keep my cat. Just throw it in the street. And he was like, what the hell? This is that over is what? So I was so dramatic. Yeah. And then like right as I'm trying to leave, I turn around and I'm like, you're not going to stop me. Oh my gosh. You sound just like my boyfriend. <laughs> You're not going to stop me from leaving? Are you freaking kidding oh, me yeah. right now? Oh, yeah. Like, that's all I wanted you to do. Exactly. Stop me. But does... Like, let's talk about Did it. he start, like, doing that? Um, I stopped oh, you trying stopped. to leave. Okay. And now I... I try really, really hard to be like, okay, he probably just needs a minute. And he can't take what I'm saying anymore. Yeah. So, it I try to wait. To um, especially if I'm like really heated about something, I try to kind of just like take a minute to decide, mm-hmm. is this as big of a deal as I'm making exactly. it? And I think that's just as hard to do sometimes. Cause yeah. if you're really passionate about something, you kind of just want to say it and you want to deal with it and you want to talk about it right yeah. then. Yeah. So it's hard to take a minute and be like, is this as important as I think it is? I still have, I definitely have that problem still. Like God. still have. That's a tough one. Yeah. I still have that problem, but I'm definitely also. The one that's more like, I just want to, like, take 20 minutes and Mm -hmm. chill. And my boyfriend's definitely more the one that's like... Let's fix it now. I'm done with this. We're going to get this. We're going to argue it out. He's Mm -hmm. done the same, like, well, I'm just going to take all my shit and go. Oh, my God. And I've been, you know, some... And you're uh, just standing there like, like, what do I do? "Uh, Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That obviously wasn't what he wanted to hear. Um... Bye. Sure, go ahead. Are you going to come back later? What's like, do you need a nap? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I realized, oh, he just wants me to like ask him to stay. So then, you know, that happened. You know, we went through that phase. And now it's just like, okay, this is, let's stop doing this stupid shit because we yeah. know you're not leaving. I so. mean, I feel like it, if he wanted me to ask him to stay, it would come out like this Can you just please stay? Like, very I mean, robotic because I don't want to say it. You know what I mean? That is kind of how it is sometimes. Well, it's like, it's hard to say nice things when you're mad. Like, right, my no, boyfriend always true. says, I love you. Always says it, even if we're fighting, even mm-hmm. if he's upset. He's so good, good about being like, That's important. my love for you is separate from this fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. But me. That's so cute. Yeah, it is really precious. But me, I was raised to hold love as a weapon almost oh, like yeah. it was used against me sometimes so sometimes i just can't even say it and he's he gets really upset about that and i'm like i don't know how to fix it you yeah. know like it's hard but that's um, just yeah that's like something that you personally would have if you wanted to work, work on, or overcome, on you would have to do that yeah, yeah. it's not going to just change because someone else wants it to i mean i try i'm always like oh love true yeah <laughs> I grit it through my teeth. But yeah, so those are the four horsemen, criticism, contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling. And those are the four things that can predict a breakup. I think that the reason they can predict a breakup is because those are the kind of things that will build up over time and will make you start to resent your partner if you don't try to talk it out or... Use the antidotes. Yes. Um, So, fortunately, each horseman has a proven positive behavior that will counteract its negativity. mm -hmm. And these are called the antidotes to the four horsemen. Yes, ma'am. Which I love that they gave us. I know. It's perfect. uh, Solutions to our problems. Oh, it has a little picture. We should post that. Oh, oh, yeah, we will. This is perfect. Alrighty. It's hilarious. 
So the first one, we'll go with um, criticism, mm-hmm. which is what, like we said, verbally attacking personality or character. Mm-hmm. And the antidote to that is a. These are kind of cheesy and corny, but they're also funny, and they're <laughs> they're probably like proven to work. Is the gentle startup. So. Talk about your feelings using I statements and express a positive need. Yes. Instead of getting frustrated and criticizing your partner, recognize what it is you're asking for and use an I statement. like Instead of you. Right. Yeah. Like, I really needed you to do X, Y, Z. Can you please do it? Right. I think can be more easily received than you're so selfish that you didn't do blah, blah, blah that I asked you to do. Because whenever you say you, you're kind of pointing fingers. Exactly. So, like, the criticism here that it gives, another example here is, you always talk about yourself. Why are you always so selfish? And the antidote is, I'm feeling left out of our talk tonight, and I need to vent. Can we please talk about my day? How perfect is that? Because we use that example. That like, <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. So, the antidote starts with, I feel, mm-hmm. and I need, and then, you know, like, you're still asking for what you need, um, but you're not blaming your partner for being selfish or right. anything like that. And that's a common piece of advice that relationship yeah. experts will oh, give. All like the time. put things in I statements rather than you because yeah. you're not pointing fingers. Rather, You're more so recognizing what it is you needed out of the conversation. Right. And I feel like people just like roll their eyes at this, but it totally isn't. If mm-hmm. you're like, you know, I feel sad when... You don't let me vent about my day. Right. Instead of... You didn't let me even talk. Yeah. Like... One sounds more attacking than the other. Yeah. And like, if you're you're kind of putting the the I statement, you're kind of putting it on yourself. And actually, if you take... If you back up whenever you're doing... Like, whenever you're starting to say something to your partner, if you back up and think about your statement before you say it, I bet more often than not, it'll start with you. Oh, yeah. Because I've definitely done that where I think about what I'm saying and I try to put things in I statements and I realize that I put things in a lot of you statements. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So there's definitely a different way to word Mm -hmm. what you want to get across and avoid an argument, which is hopefully what you want. Exactly. The second one? Contempt. So um, instead of doing, attacking your sense of self with intent to insult or abuse oh my god right so instead of uh having contempt for your partner build a culture of appreciation remind yourself of your partner's positive qualities and find gratitude for the positive actions um so basically it's kind of like i don't know if this is exactly what they meant but i think it's kind of like a compliment sandwich yeah find the thing that's bothering you and surrounded by two really great things and you know kind of like when you're giving someone an evaluation you just kind of like this is what's really been bugging me I love how you do these other things, but this one thing has really been bugging me. Yeah, and there was um, talk to about, you know, building that culture of appreciation and respect in your relationship, which I think is so important. Um, it gives a few ways to do that. And so one of them is small things often uh, is like one of the mottos that they have. And it just says that if you regularly express appreciation, gratitude, affection, and respect for your partner you'll create a positive perspective in your relationship that kind of will buffer for negative feelings when they do present themselves. So be appreciative of the little things and make that known and tell your partner that you, you know, appreciate that they made the bed or that you're grateful that they picked up the groceries or even things that are like expected. Just those little 
notes and tokens Mm -hmm. and um, actions of appreciation throughout your relationship are going to hopefully help counteract any of the negative feelings that come along. I think appreciating your partner constantly is so important, even if you're not trying to counteract contempt or whatever. I think that that sometimes people forget to appreciate their partner when they're doing things day to day. Because the longer you're together, the more it's like, well, I expect you to do the dishes. I expect you to do the laundry. But really, you should take a step back and be like, I appreciate that you do these things because they don't have to. They can live like a messy slob if they want to. And if they didn't do it, then mm -hmm. you'd be upset that they didn't do it. So always appreciate your partner. Um, You know, compliment them when they do something nice for you. Yes, definitely. And I think something else important I'm finding out in my relationship is that, which I already know this, but everybody has like a different way of accepting love or whatever yes the love language is exactly and so like me i like acts of service like i'm just Mm -hmm. figuring that out in my relationship so um i like acts of service and that shows to me that shows like appreciation and everything that's Mm -hmm. what i see and so i have been doing that to show my appreciation for my boyfriend yeah you know it was like little things here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, we were talking the other day and he told me, he's like, you know, I, I do appreciate all those things, but I need to be told, you know, yeah. like I need to hear it. And blah, blah. And oh, he's my like, boyfriend's definitely a words of affirmation yeah, kind of guy. And, and so that's, and so is mine. And so he's definitely words of affirmation and I'm not as much, I'm more of like acts of service. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I need to stop doing what I would expect and start doing what, right. what works for him. And so, again, learning those five love languages and everything, take the quiz or just kind of, if you already know about them, Mm -hmm. kind of look at your relationship and evaluate what works for who. So I've been trying to get better at that. And I've noticed him trying to get better Mm -hmm. at acts of service. Yeah. Because you don't think about other people's, you know, you're thinking like, since I appreciate acts of service, somebody else might obviously appreciate it, but it's... You're right. It's how they receive yeah. um, affection. And that's adjust, like that's an adjustment period. You know, it's mm-hmm. going to take time to think like, I don't need to not necessarily waste my time, but I don't need to like go out of my way to do this because what is going to mean more to them is if I just verbally say, I appreciate you buying dinner for us tonight or Yeah, and that's a lot cheaper than just going to buy shit. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to save a lot of money doing this now. Thank you. I'm just going to say a bunch of nice shit. Yeah. So... Um, I thought, I mean, that's an important part of it as well. And then we've talked about this before, but I want to bring it up again. Another antidote for the contempt is the magic ratio of oh, the yeah. five to one mm-hmm. positive to negative interactions. So if you have five or more positive interactions for every one negative interaction, then it says you're making regular deposits in your emotional bank account. Yeah. Cause you remember all those times they said nice stuff yeah. and it, balances with the one negative thing it's kind of like famous people when you see a bunch of good shit about them and then you get that one negative thing it's like that could almost completely take them down but then you remember all the other positive things you saw about them and you're like oh okay yeah maybe they're not such a complete dirtbag exactly um yeah that's just keep that in mind and that also plays into like just those small little things like everyday appreciation and stuff those are going to add up to counteract hopefully the one negative thing of the week or whatever. Yeah. And I really like the example that they gave for contempt. Yeah. So a, so for contempt, 
It would be, you forgot to load the dishwasher again? Ugh, you're so lazy. And then rolling your eyes. The antidote to that would be, I know you've been busy lately, but could you please remember to load the dishwasher when I work late? I'd appreciate it. Because mm-hmm. that's a more positive way. It it has an I yes. start to it. You know, it, it states that you understand, you know where they're coming from. But this one little thing would really, really help you out. So yeah, instead and of you would appreciate it, mm-hmm. which to me that means something. I think so because sometimes when you do a bunch of little things and they don't say anything at all, you're like, did you even notice that right. I did this stuff, or did you think the ma- house magically cleaned itself? Exactly. Yeah. So the third one for defensiveness, which mm-hmm. is victimizing yourself to ward off a perceived attack and reverse the blame. Instead, you should take responsibility, accept your partner's perspective, and offer an apology for any wrongdoing. Ugh, I wish that that was as easy to do as it is to say. (laughs) I really do. It's hard. It is hard to be like, okay, I fucked up. Because like right now, neither one of us is angry, so we can both be like, just say I fucked up and I can do this better. Or let me correct it. But when you're in the heat of the moment... Oh, yeah. You really, really, really just need to pause. Mm-hmm. I think we don't pause enough. Just I, like shut your mouth. <laughs> I, I agree. And don't say that thing that is on the tip of your tongue. I agree. Give it a minute. It has, let's see, the examples here, defensiveness is, it's not my fault that we're going to be late. It's your fault since you always get dressed at the last second. Oh, I've said that. <laughs> For sure. And the antidote is, I don't like being late, but you're right. We don't always have to leave so early. I can be a little more flexible. So it's like oh, they're man. taking responsibility for the fact that, like, yeah, you know, they're always trying to leave super early. Mm-hmm. And I think just there has to be flexibility. Like, no, being late all the time sucks, too. Like, yeah, start getting ready 10 minutes earlier mm-hmm. than you normally do. So you're mm-hmm. not always late. But also stop trying to be 20 minutes early to everything. Right. You know? I think... Right. Meeting each other in the middle is where you end defensiveness. Have some compromise. Yes. Always compromise. Because everything's not always going to go the way you want it to. It's not always going to go the way your partner wants it to. No, totally not. I've definitely sent that defensive statement for sure. (laughs) And I'm the one who takes forever to get ready. Because like if I'm doing my makeup, showering and all that, it takes me like easily over an hour to get ready. Mm -hmm. So I start super early. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm very aware that it's going to take me forever. Well, my boyfriend, I'll be like putting on setting spray, which means I'm about 10 minutes away from wanting to leave. Yes. And then he'll be like, oh, should I get ready now? And I'm like, Does it only take him 10 minutes to get ready? Sometimes. Okay. Yeah. See, no, my boyfriend takes a good while. And my, so. It depends on how in-depth he wants to go into his fit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, I have to really remember, like, what we're going to. Is it important to be on time? And if it's not, then I have to remember, like, cool my jets and just yeah. let him take his time, too. So I have to think about that. I think something, like, not so great about... My boyfriend and me is that um we both like don't have very good time management when it comes to things like that <laughs> so we're both always kind of just like yeah we're always like oh yeah like we want to leave by seven like leave to go somewhere yeah and then it'll be like eight or nine we'll oh like, my god okay well i guess we're not gonna make it to dinner so we're gonna just like, <laughs> we'll just grab like something on the way and then like you know but it's that's only like when it's just him and i going right. to do something 
if we're like going to meet people or something, it's a little different, but still, even then we're kind of like, they're going to be out for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we need to get better at that just to be more respectful about time. Yeah. Um, I used to be on time for everything. I've never been on time for anything. Oh, goodness. Except for the day I was born. And even then, I came out two weeks late. And I came on my due date. I was on time. Oh, nice. <laughs> Look at you. The first and only time. <laughs> so then the fourth one. Stonewalling. Mm. So this is when you withdraw to avoid conflict and convey disapproval, distance, and separation. I love the picture. <laughs> it's a skull hiding behind a brick wall. I love it. <laughs> The antidote for that is physiological self-soothing. Take a break and spend that time doing something soothing and distracting. We already kind of mentioned that earlier, just kind Mm -hmm. of taking a step back and calming down and recognizing that you need to take time for yourself for a minute and kind of collect your thoughts. Yeah. It even says it usually happens when you're feeling flooded. So your Mm -hmm. your example of the plant (laughs) was perfect. And it says too, and when couples stonewall, they're under a lot of emotional pressure Oh, this talks about like your physiological response. It oh, wow. increases heart rates, releases stress hormones into the bloodstream, can even trigger a fight or flight response. Oh, it totally does. Oh my God, it really does it because does. you either want to stay there and fight about it or you fucking bounce. Right. You're like, like you're going to escalate here. the issue and mm-hmm. it's going to get more aggressive or yeah, you're going to run. Exactly. I'm definitely like in that situation. I'm like, um, I just want to go, which usually isn't my response to things, but. Uh, in that situation, if I need a break, I need a break. It's funny. They they did this, like, study for this one. And it says in one of our research studies, we interrupted couples after 15 minutes of an argument and told them we needed to adjust the equipment. We asked them not to talk about their issue, but just to read magazines for half an hour. When they started talking again, their heart rates were significantly lower and their interaction was more positive and productive. So, like, they've done studies. That's why I love the Gottman Institute, because they actually have done studies. Yeah, that's like, awesome. You know, they threw two people in a room and made them argue. They probably, you know. Yeah. I don't know how they got people to argue. That's great. And then they do, like, these actual research studies and have, like, control and everything. To and they don't get tell this... people. Right. It's like their control is just, like, hey, you guys are actually arguing. Yeah. Actually... We want you to argue for the next 30 minutes about something. Yeah. Oh, shit. Like, our our equipment has an issue you're going to mm-hmm. stop and we'll pick back up in a few minutes right you know and make them do something else and the whole time they think like oh you know they're thinking about this like argument that they're supposed to be in the middle of and having still but just because they took a little break they were able to be more calm about it coming back to it so yeah and also it says when you're taking the break try to avoid thoughts of righteous indignation like i don't have to take this anymore or why is this, why is he always picking on me? Try to just yeah. literally take a break from all of it. Don't think about the argument. Don't mm-hmm. think about anything else. Just calm yourself with soothing thoughts. Go meditate. Just kidding. I don't think I could meditate during <laughs> an argument. But, you know, go for a walk or something. Yeah. And, you know, I... Um... Go scream into a pillow. <laughs> there you go. I hadn't read that part, but I think I'm guilty of that. Like, if I'm taking a break... I'm not taking a healthy break. It's like mm-hmm. all this negative shit in my head. Right. And that's something that my boyfriend is aware of. And so that's why he doesn't like giving me breaks. He's like, well, you're going to just go sit there and think of all these Stew. negative things. Mm-hmm. And so that's why he's like, we need to just figure this out now so we can move forward. So he kind of gets me in that oh, sense I hate too. it when they like, get me. Why do you know me so well? But um, yeah, I mean, it happens. I've done that too, where I'm just like, I don't, I don't, we're not going to take good. That's yeah. 
that's important for me to remember with I stopped stonewalling but now I need to stop thinking negatively when Mm -hmm. I'm taking my breaks so yeah all right so those are the four horsemen and their four antidotes and honestly just like we say fairly often I think it really just boils down to communicating with your partner and realizing how you are during an argument and not letting this stuff simmer inside of you because the more negative thoughts you have about your partner the more you let things simmer the more you are likely to just be like I'm done with it right you know what I mean because then at that point it's all the negative things start to weigh heavier than any good thing you could think of you know I think you just you need to like again remember what's actually important and what's petty and what's mm -hmm. not and I don't know word of advice don't try and have our conversations when you're drunk so Oh my God, do not ever have arguments when you're drunk. They mean nothing. And then I woke up the next day and I felt so dumb. I I, I mean, I've definitely gotten, I've gotten so heated that in the middle of downtown, I've just been like, just leave me. Oh yeah. Don't try to take me home. Oh yeah. No, I'm How just like, walk. Seriously. Oh yeah. Um, I, I can just um, walk from here or you, you can just drop me off. I have friends. Just drop me off right here. I'll you know, call an Uber. That's how you end up on a murder mystery. Yeah. I'm just saying. Also true. So um, just, you know, let that one simmer inside you until you're sober. <laughs> and then think about, is this really something we need to talk about? Exactly. Or am I just being a drunk asshole right now? Exactly. You can avoid a lot of fights if you do that. So, okay. All right. So today, you want to play a game? I'd love to. We're going to play a game of Would You Rather... Famous hunks edition. We love this. I I love this kind because it's always like, I don't know. I like hot guys, I guess. Uh, duh. <laughs> All right. Would you rather celebrity hunk edition? Play along if you will. It's going to get steamy. <laughs> steamy and McDreamy? Steamy and McDreamy. Which one? Who's steamy? Have you watched Grey's Anatomy? No. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm leaving. I- Bye. <laughs> I know McDreamy is Patrick. Yeah, whatever his name Dempsey? is. Yeah, Patrick Dempsey. Okay, I don't so know now, who I ha- Steamy now is. I'm um, <laughs> pulling up pictures because I'm sorry. This is the one person on the planet that hasn't um, seen Grey's Anatomy. Hold on. I'm sorry. Is that a popular show? <laughs> oh my god, my Grey's Anatomy to me is friends to you. What? Oh yeah, no, I watch it on repeat. I just play episodes in the background. Okay. From the well, beginning. Well, you don't even watch Friends. I know. Friends is your thing and Grey's Anatomy <laughs> is my... Okay. Anyways. McSteamy. Oh, there's a McSteamy? I thought you were kidding. Oh, no. It's McDreamy and McSteamy. Oh, man. That's hard. I think McDreamy. Oh, I'm, I think McSteamy. I think McDreamy oh, is a little bit more... I just have flutters in my heart right now. <laughs> I mean... If I had to choose one or the other. Anyway, All right. go ahead. So, who would you rather have sex with? I'm sorry. Start over. <laughs> who would you rather do it with? <laughs> Either way. Leonardo DiCaprio or Brad Pitt? In their prime. Can they all be in their prime? Yeah, they're all going to be in their prime, except for Ooh. the one we do at the end. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um... Oh, Leonardo man. DiCaprio. I was going to say Leonardo DiCaprio yes. 100%. He wins. Oh my gosh. Yeah, for real. 100%. Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio is like I, yeah, so 
just even dad Ugh. bod leo is oh yeah hot still i would <sighs> anyway yeah for sure leonardo DiCaprio. who would you rather marry ryan gosling or ryan reynolds Oh man, we've done one of these, but this is we Mary? have, but this is Mary. That's why I repeated it. Oh, oh, I don't know. This one is what got me last time. <laughs> I mean, I'm still Ryan Reynolds, and I still feel like I want to say Ryan Gosling. But see, the thing with like marriage, like Ryan Reynolds and Blake, he's Lively's a lifer. Marriage is like so great and so funny. But I who don't would know. help I'm... you more around the house? You think? I feel like Ryan Gosling would. Are you serious? I feel like Ryan Reynolds would help around the house more. Um, I think Ryan Reynolds would be funnier and he would help around the house more and help with the kids more. And then I feel like Ryan Gosling would be like, Is he in a really, is Ryan hey, Gosling girl, like married to someone in there? Um, I think he has a baby with Eva Mendes. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. They have a child. Kind of an odd couple, but yeah, they have yeah, a child. Yeah, it is. <sighs> I, I, I... Okay, I'm going to go with Ryan Reynolds for, like, marriage because I just feel like that would be, like, a really fun life. Who would you rather have as your boyfriend? <laughs> oh, God. This one's really funny. This is why I asked if you watch Game of Thrones. Kit Harrington or Daniel Radcliffe? <laughs> I don't even know why they put those two together. Wait, I don't know, like... Harry Potter. Oh. <laughs> um, Kit Harrington. I agree. Um, I, oh my god, the split on that was closer than I thought it would be. It's 56% for Kit Harrington and 44% for Daniel Radcliffe. Why? Man, there's some serious potheads out there. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. They're just fans of the... Harry Potter, yeah. Who would you rather hook up with, Bradley Cooper or Chris Pratt? Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Chris Pratt, bro. Are you serious? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Bradley Why? Cooper or Chris Pratt? Why Chris Pratt? Because he's fucking hilarious. Does that and matter that? when you're in bed? I don't know. I mean, I like a good giggle. I don't know, man. But the thing is, okay, if I'm going to hook up with someone... Chris Pratt. Okay, but if I'm going to hook up with someone, they have to get me there. And I feel like Chris Pratt would be no, more successful. No, I think Bradley Cooper could do that. <laughs> disagree on that one i think we are i think we are this did you see good. did you see that him and i was gonna say it i was gonna say it but then i was like huh arena shake and him broke up yeah how much money do you, i mean if him and lady gaga I end up together I think that's great i think they should and i don't think it's a bad thing at all i don't either but if they do <laughs> arena shake's gonna be in the background and be like i fucking knew it she she already knows something that the rest of us don't know, I'm sure. Damn. Oh, I'm sure. Gaga and Cooper is kind of an odd couple, though. It really is. Although but Lady look, Gaga and anybody has been a weird couple. Her and any of her for sure. suitors. Yeah, for sure. But it's because it's Lady Gaga. She's she's an odd girl. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like that would be exciting to be with. I think so, too. Who wants a basic bitch when you can have Lady Gaga? Exactly. Or one of us. I know, right? <laughs> I, they have so much chemistry. It's like so obvious. All right. Who would you rather marry? Zac Efron or Justin Timberlake? Justin Timberlake. Me too. And that lost. Yeah. Everyone really? picked Zac Efron. I, I think Zac Efron's still like pretty boy hot, but um, 
Ah, uh, uh, he's too pretty for me. No, like too pretty. Yeah, no, I not my taste. <laughs> You're like not what I'm going for in a man. No. Even if he grew a beard and got grungy, I'd be like, ew. No, 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 no. Not Couldn't. the right direction for you, buddy. No. Who would you rather have as your best friend, Orlando Bloom or Johnny Depp? <laughs> I know that's hard. That's a precious question. That is hard. <laughs> I think I would rather have Orlando Bloom. I think so, too. I just feel like he would be more chill to hang out with. Yeah. Like, he'd be down with playing a game of Cards Against Humanity and staying in. Yeah. I feel like Johnny Depp would be like, we're not going to go try the newest, hottest restaurant in town that took me three weeks to book. It's a lot of work, man. Oh, who would you rather grow old with, George Clooney or Robert Downey Jr.? Oh, Robert Downey Jr. Same. He's so funny. Yeah. He won. All right. Last one. Who would you rather have a steamy affair with, Ben Affleck or Matt Damon? Oh. Kind of a little bit feel like neither. <laughs> Can I give us a better? I think they picked them because they're like best friends. So I feel like we could reverse that and do who would you rather have as your best friend, Ben Affleck or Matt Damon? There you go. Probably Matt Damon. I think he's precious. I do too, and I think he'd probably be a better best friend yeah. than Ben Affleck. Now, who would you rather have a steamy affair with, Orlando Bloom or Johnny Depp? Still Orlando Bloom. Same. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, no, no, we have one more. Oh, yes, Kelsey. This one. From a listener. From a listener. We've had a listener send this one in. It is a would you rather that I am actually a really big fan of. It was. This is so funny to me. <laughs> um, would you rather sleep with? Sure, let's with. go with sleep with. Drunk Fat Thor or Grandpa Captain America. So is Drunk Fat Thor still young? Sure, yes, yes. Or Grandpa Captain America. I think I'm going to go with Grandpa Captain America because I, I imagine like a 60-year-old Captain America who's like salt and peppery but almost all the way gray and still really hot. And still muscular. I exactly. would too. I would. Like even if he's not super muscular, he's at least like dad bod-ish. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would like, too. I think I'm going to go with Grandpa Captain America. I agree. All right, guys. Well, if you have any would you rathers, uh, never have I ever's, or love them or leave them's, you'd like to send us in, send in to us, email us at tgtacpodcast at gmail.com or DM us on our Instagram at two girls talking about commitment. And follow us on our personal yes. Instagrams. I am at Shanila, S E A N E I L A. And I'm at Kelsey Bree, K E L S I B R E. Until next time. Bye. bye.